0: Go! Oh.
1: Sal, sal lemon, yeah. You want everything, lemon, yeah, yeah, salt? Yeah. No, no, sal lemon. No tomato, no onions? No, no, no. No? Oh, just...
0: How do you travel in a world on lockdown? easy enough. You just start at home. And in this now, I have a mighty advantage because this month I moved from Manhattan to the borough of Queens, Queens County, New York City. I'm turning away from all of the unpacked boxes to record this episode as a marker for our future here. Today, I've got three would-be guides to this new life, writers Lori Wolliver and Tiffany Langston, and in my first field recording since Cuba in February, I went out and talked to Elpita Vasiliadis, the Doyen of the Souvlaki Lady food cart on Ditmar's and 33rd Street. Some of the sound at the start of this episode you heard was gathered by my own kids, whom I've been sending out into the neighborhood for daily scavenger hunts. Find some Egyptian Malachia greens, get us a Yupi Croatian soda, Record the sound of spoken Arabic or the sizzle of souvlaki on the grill. $20 a day for finding and bringing back all the sights and sounds and bites on each list. It's not about the money, of course. It's more in the hope that in the searching they'll feel the freedom of exploration a little bit. They'll lose a little bit of that claustrophobic anxiety that has gripped us all. I mean, how could you not lose yourself in this irrepressible mix of hard workers and dollar store lurkers, street taco masters and fashion disasters, strivers, community organizers, pathologically aggressive side street drivers. There are 2.3 million people packed into 78 square miles of human hot pot. They speak 800 languages here from Taishanese to Tajik from Waukee to Abkaz, more than anywhere else on earth. And yes, I know immigrant Queens also pumped out Trump, but AOC is my Congresswoman, and this is our home now and not his anymore. And when I sing the praises of Queens, I'm really talking about your neighborhood and your town. Queens is not a microcosm of the world. It is a microcosm of the United States of America, my beloved land of immigrants now and forever. So wake up, smell the brisket, chug that Bulgarian bosa, hit the biryani banbau and that Bengali masala dosa. In this lost summer, we only need to open our eyes and ears to find the whole world right here. This is Nathan Thornburg, and from Roads and Kingdoms, you're listening to The Trip, The World on Lockdown. Now here's Elpida Vasiliadis, the souvlaki lady, and me chopping it up through our masks at her cart on the super-Hellenic corner of Ditt Mars and 33rd. How are you? I'm good, nice to see you. Nice seeing you.
1: As you can see, I got bigger. You got bigger? Yeah, it's, a, it's a bigger.
0: It's true, this is a, how Sorry. new is the cart? Cart 2.0? No, how many carts have you had? You've had many. So
1: far, three. Okay. When I started, I, I got the the cart from somebody else that was here before me. Okay. He had a small one, a very small one, and he used to have only it when I first started here. Okay. Only sticks, that's it. So, um, after I stayed like this for five years, then I got a little bigger. And then I got this one. This is my third one.
0: This is the third time
1: in, in 30 years now. You can ask the lady. She knows me forever. I know.
0: You've been coming here forever?
1: The, yeah, I live right across the street. In
0: the Acropolis? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Thank, thank you, you very thank much you. thank you thank
0: you and this souvlaki it's the best in the neighborhood
1: i think so okay i think so and everybody in the neighborhood thinks so
0: well that that's the that's the crowd well, she she needs. she's
1: very pleasant and very lovable <laughs> very nice <laughs> so, thank you i see the this icing it. On the it thank you okay bye-bye bye-bye bye now you're going to hear a lot of Greek talking around here. It's still a Greek neighborhood. They still come around in Australia. Yeah. All the shopping is around here, so they still come here. Lemonia My parents had a taverna. You know, taverna its the Greek style of a small restaurant. And we used to have of like uh, Greek things. And I grew up there. I grew up with those things. So they were very familiar for me. I'm from Thessaloniki, so if you go to Thessaloniki and you ask for a pita with everything on, you don't have to say what you want on it. That's what you get. You get the tomato, the onions, ketchup, mustard, and the french fries.
0: And that's how it's done.
1: That's how it's
2: done. So So
1: when I got married and I came to the United States, I lived in this lot here.
0: Oh, you did? Right across from the Acropolis. Yeah,
1: across from the propolis. Okay. So the guy that was here, he was selling it. And my husband thought it was a good idea to buy this because it was next to my house. I had two little kids. So we bought this small bush cut at that time, and I, I was working here. I could see from here my kids playing outside.
0: That's a nice thing. Did you bring the secret sauce with you from Greece or is that something you cooked up here?
1: Um I knew the soup like, the marinade thing, it's whatever my mom used to do. So I know the marinade so yeah the, the spices and everything is my mom's secret.
0: Did you have to bring any of it like in no, the no, suitcase? No, no, it's all no, in no, no, mind.
1: no. You can find it whatever is inside it you can find it everywhere okay it's only healthy stuff
0: that's um, my story
1: i mean it's actually it's a boring story because i i worked here for 30 years i know everybody everybody yeah. knows me it's
0: listen you could count the alphabet out over sizzling meat and i would be fascinated <laughs>
1: The good thing is that I I work with people that come here every day, so I know my customers. When I see them on the line, I know exactly what they want. I don't even have to ask them what to do. Sometimes, even though they want to change something else, they still get the same thing because I have it ready for them. That's the easy thing because it's not like Manhattan. You have the strangers every day. You work with people that you don't know. Right. Here, it's the same people every single day. Astoria. I live my whole life in Astoria. I think Astoria is great for family to to raise the kids here. It's it's like being in the city but a little bit further so it's, I think it's perfect here. You have everything here, whatever you need.
0: What has it been like now with coronavirus? What are you, how are you guys doing? Now,
1: these days, it's okay, these days. First of all I wasn't here for 4 weeks not because I could, I could walk but I was scared I didn't know what to expect I was scared of everybody and everything uh, and I said that after a month staying home I said that I have to come out I have to see what's going on I came out but it was empty nobody was here I could see from here until the end of the street without cars and this in Astoria if you live in Astoria you know it's you don't see it very often. Right. So no, no traffic, no people outside walking, nothing. Now, after the last two months, I have to say it's back to normal.
0: Okay. At least here, at least here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I noticed you have like a takeout for cars in the back where they can just roll up behind you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A lot of people, a (laughs) lot of, yeah, people, they don't want to come out of the car. So, I don't mind if it's not busy in the front to give them whatever they want. Yeah,
0: right. How much longer are you going to make souvlaki? 30 years is a long time. I know, time.
1: I know. It is a long time. <laughs> Every year I said this is my last year, and somehow I ended being here. Uh,
0: the well, funny
1: thing is that when I started, I said I will do it for five years. Yeah. When I first started. So after 30 years, I'm still here, and I don't even know when I will finish. You're
0: on your sixth five-year plan, <laughs> moving yeah. to number seven. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, I cannot complain. I li- uh, people like me. I like people.
0: All right. Well, you had said something uh, that caught my attention about a platter for four. So I think we need to do a little bit of business. <laughs> so I'm going to turn the tape off and, uh, and get down to some souvlaki here. But uh, thank you, Alpina, for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It.
1: Thank you for coming. Thank you.
0: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Tiffany Langston is a unique figure in food media. It feels like she's mostly busy doing more important things, namely communications for nonprofits. But every once in a while, she just drops a banger on the industry. She was a James Beard Award finalist for a gorgeous self-published essay about working the Sonic drive-in back home in South Carolina. And more recently, she wrote for Food & Wine about following Jonathan Gold's footsteps from the documentary, City of Gold, It was an ambitious gut-buster of an essay that had her trying 16 spots in one 24-hour period in L.A. I asked her for a somewhat pared-down version of how she would eat her way through this neighborhood that we now both live in. Doing 12 or 16
3: things in 24 hours is... I wouldn't... I would not suggest that, per se. Um the, but, but, um, you know, as far as starting your day off with, um, good brunch, because I mean, I live in New York. Who doesn't love brunch? I didn't love brunch before I got here. Then I realized it's an, it's its own entire like ecosystem, uh, community of people who brunch. Um, but, um, my favorite place to brunch in Astoria is this restaurant called mom's um, and it is like part kind of diner, part retro, um, part frat party. Uh, and I say, I say part frat party cause they have <laughs> okay. this, they have this drink. Um, I think I call it purple drink. It comes in a pitcher. It's a bunch of different alcohol in it with like a little rubber ducky on the top. Um, but
0: Okay. <laughs> yes, I get a Sigma yeah. Chi vibe right off of that. Um, but
3: they also have—I um, actually really love—they serve these fried cheese curds with pepper jelly, uh, and I like fried things and cheese things, especially for brunch when I potentially could be soaking up alcohol from the night before, as, as we talked about my my bar that I have in my house. Um, and
0: <laughs> That's right. On this <laughs> Zoom call, I can see—I can see a very complete and enticing bar, uh, stage left. <laughs>
3: um, but they also, I, they have a, um, a eggs benedict that they serve on a biscuit with like smoked brisket on it, right? So it's, there are things that are Fuck. standard, but they do them in a way that is interesting and fun. And if you just wanna get wasted, you can do that too.
0: And I mean, listen, if you were looking at an entire 24 hours of sort of signature eating in a single place, Starting off getting hammered is definitely going <laughs> to... That'll just, like, push you along. I don't know. You know, I'm not sure where I would get the juice to 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 pull myself through a day like that without Purple Drink to, That's to a get fair point. it started. <laughs> <laughs> so, moms. All right. Get that Fresh brunch apples. at moms. I think I've seen it. It's, like, it's got yep. white clapboard, kind of, like, white painted wood inside. Uh, Big Lines, right? I remember this even... Or, no, it wasn't Big Lines because it was still in Corona time. It was, like crowds of people just kind of hanging out yeah they better watch out because they've been especially the places that might have purple drink with the rubber ducky on top they've been pulling licenses they are not playing
3: around i'm i'm old like i i'm old in terms i know i talk a lot about (laughs) drinking and frat parties but um i'm like in bed by 10 sort of person and so when i see these videos of these street parties at four in the morning i thought who what (laughs) how
0: Oh, my God. Tamika Hall, who had been on this show maybe three or four episodes ago, I I had posted something about moving to Queens. I think it was I think she sent me a video of just insane people doing wheelies in the intersection, uh, sharing hookahs, watching it all go down just like cheek to jowl. Uh, and she was like, you know, have fun in your new neighborhood. I was <laughs> like, oh, shit. And it turns out, right, it's like a block and a half from here. Or that like 30th yeah. Avenue yeah. Steinway.
3: no. Uh,
0: yes, I know. See, you and I, elderly, hundred uh, spirits. Like,
3: I'm happy. When, I'm, when the sun <laughs> is out, I'm, ha- I'm like, I'm, I'm in it. But when it gets dark outside, I get sleepy. All
0: right, so let's... let's uh, Pull up the all shades right. again. Uh, figure it's midday. We've we've had our purple drink with the rubber ducky on top, and this brisket eggs Benedict that sounds Delightful. incredible. What's uh What's our next Ooh, stop?
3: Okay. Um, let's see. I feel like the next thing has to be a little lighter, right? Like we're we can't go heavy all day, or we'll have the itis and be curled up taking a nap. Um. <laughs>
0: I did I did notice that was part of your uh, kind of uh, ongoing struggle with It was on this exhausted LAPs the whole time. Food and wine. Was like it's
3: just... why am I so tired? I'm so full. <laughs> um, I did, like there was a point where I was just like I cannot eat another thing and yet I still have hours in the day that I have places to be.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. All right, let's 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 be profes- let's be the professional eaters that we are. Yeah. Right? This is our livelihood. That's we know how correct. to do this. We're going to take it easy. Just a couple bites of a thing uh not not go full reptilian have to <laughs> lie down in a cave to digest. Um all right. so, so where where do right, we go? All so right, we're going to go light.
3: We're going to grab um there is a coffee shop on 28th called Sunbobs. And it is this woman and she's super lovely. Um she every day makes, you know, some type there will always be like a cupcake, a brownie, a cookie bar um she makes her own lemonade she makes her own tea um so we would go have like a quick snack and a coffee cuz we got to we got to get our energy back up again
0: and this is called what's the name of sun the cafe Bob's. again S-U-N-B-O-B,
3: sun sunbobs s u
0: n b o b apostrophe sunbobs sun i how could yeah how could you name a place sunbobs and have it be like an uptight unfriendly maybe spare modernist get the <laughs> fuck out of here right? kind of vibe you, can't, absolutely you couldn't not. right
3: so now we're getting our second wind and we're on 28th. I'm thirsty again. It's time for a drink. <laughs>
0: Got to ride the, ride the, uh, the spirit sign yeah. wave. So right? we're
3: going to head over to sweet Afton's. Okay. And it is one of my favorite sort of cocktail bar places. Uh, one of them closed, which makes me really sad. So I can't, I can't talk about that one anymore. It, um, Yeah. So it's, Sweet Aftons, they are wonderful. They were all. There also another one that has probably been open maybe a month. They just shut down for the first several months. Yeah, and I I gotta kind of respect that too. The idea of okay, we need to figure out how to do this and how to do this safely. And so for the first couple of weeks that they were open, they just served to go cocktails. Um, you know, in pre in pre bottled, and then they finally kind of opened up their seating and they put plexiglass up and and things like that. I have I have eaten outside I, one time since this all started and that was where I went um this is also where my friends like to go
0: <laughs> okay well that is that is an endorsement I mean it's like literally everybody's like what's your you know what's your 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 kind of uh, last supper where <laughs> would you go I mean like that's not so much a theoretical no, anymore a, you know
3: <laughs> yeah it's they have great cocktails um they make a really mean penicillin um, they have a sweet actin punch that has a bunch of stuff in it that I couldn't tell you what it is, but it is amazing. Um, I really love their uh, zucchini fritters, their chicken sandwich. Um, it's a really, you know, like I, I hate the term like gastropub sort of thing, but that's kind of the, the feel and the vibe. But it's also one of those places where you could when it's safe to do so kind of post up there for hours and you know eat and drink and hang out and it's it's fun and it's got a good vibe and I'm I was thrilled to see them back open again because you know when a lot of places when they closed you know like I don't know if we'll ever see you again so um when they came back open and yeah. they were you know steady business I felt like okay I, there I don't have to say goodbye to them potentially yet
0: yeah that i mean amazing what that can do for the morale too you're like okay all right we're not all we're not all gone it's not all washed out to sea. something something yeah. still here and will be here so i i'm getting a, a nice sense of your palette too which is like you might be a scorpion bowl kind of <laughs> kind of woman right like you're like i don't know what's in this but it's Delightful, and it's mixed, and then they have some really good fried foods next to it. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can, I can roll I, with I,
3: you. I, I do. I will say that um, I have two rules when I drink. One is that I don't drink without eating something, um and two yeah. is that I don't drink blue drinks, which feels weird because there is purple drink. Um, but I don't. But I don't. But I don't drink blue <laughs> drinks um, because
0: that's like a red M M&M and M rule <laughs> or something, right?
3: And generally, if I'm drinking and I'm drinking a lot, I want something kind of fried, something that'll soak stuff up so that I may continue on during the daylight hours when I'm when I'm rolling about.
0: That's uh, that is excellent. All right. So uh, we're still in daylight. We're probably about mid afternoon now. It sounds like we lingered a little bit right at uh, at Sweet Aftons. I don't think we got a super early start either, which is good for us. We, we, maybe we, we might go to bed early. That doesn't mean we have to be out there at like 6am for our uh, blue (laughs) plate specials. Um, Okay. All right. So
3: next we're going to go to Moshiron, which is on 30th Avenue. It's it's Izakaya. I like it because you can pick like a couple of sort of grilled skewers or stuff. And then you can like, it's another one of those sort of, we, we alternate our light and heavies. So um, that's kind of, that's kind of how I, (laughs) I, I'm, I'm, that is not how i did it in la but this is how if i were doing it in in astoria and i didn't want to just fall on the ground i gotta like you know keep it easy so um
0: right easy we live here we don't have to go and just we can just kind of bob along the wave
3: light and heavy light and heavy exactly um so yeah so we get a cup just a few skewers maybe um sapporo
0: So I think in Astoria, isn't that that's called like uh, Japanese suflaki, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got like get those little skewers. That uh, I don't know what's 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 good there. Is it like a chicken skin kind of place, or they've got the chicken,
3: the you know, like the beef? Um, beef the I we we haven't had many vegetables, so maybe we'll get like they do like the grilled onions. They do the shishito peppers. Maybe we'll try to get some a little something in there that's. Not. Well, we did have zucchini fritters at Sweet Appen, so we have had some some, some vegetables. <laughs> that's true.
0: That is that is a full California salad right there, yeah, East Coast style. Um, no, that's right. You know, the sun it might be uh, beginning to threaten to start to sink. Maybe we're looking back on some of our choices. Uh, you know, with a little bit of self-reflection, who knows? Self-awareness. Maybe a vegetable or two might. Maybe a couple. You know,
3: mm, you know, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's about the time of day you might start, you might actually drink a glass of water and you're like, what's tomorrow <laughs> going to look like, you know? Let's start oh, to think that about is, that.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so, I love how my vegetables are still, I'm like, peppers and onions, grilled. I'm not you like, didn't say anything about <laughs> right. <a>
0: salad. Uh, <laughs> right, these no are rough barbecue it. vegetables <laughs> here. <laughs> Tell me again the name of the Moshi Moshiron. Moshiron, Okay beautiful
3: now next is interesting because i before i lived in new york i lived in memphis and so i have a very strong strong feelings about barbecue
0: yes um, and you and i you and i first yes. met in your official capacity as someone a an official agent of the city agent is maybe a nefarious <laughs> word uh, <laughs> A representative of the city of Memphis uh, back then. That is correct. So it, it is, yeah, those are, you didn't just live in Memphis, you represented Memphis. I was a, Memphis.
3: an advocate for the city. And I, I would still say, hey, go visit Memphis, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, miss, I miss it every day. There you day. go. Something about it.
0: <laughs> so how do you do it? I mean, my, my sense, and we tried this with Mexican food as former, you know, Angelenos, as Californians, uh, for a long time, my wife and I would just... Skip Mexican food in New York altogether, which it turns out was a cop out, <laughs> right? But we just had this rule of like it'll never be what it, you know, what it was, and and I think ultimately that, that that was on us. Do you have that same relationship with barbecue here? Like, did you just decide I can't I can't come to New York and eat barbecue? Well,
3: I tr- I mean there there is good barbecue in New York. Um, you know, living in, I will say it took a while to find it. Um, living in. Harlem you know there's dinosaur my my thing is is that if I cannot smell the smoke I don't trust your barbecue Mm. right but it's hard you can't smoke a lot Mm -hmm. of barbecue in the city right like there's nowhere to do it right um so I've found that my favorite places for barbecue if I'm looking for what I got in Memphis pork and things is either hometown out in Red Hook or Fet Sow in Williamsburg those are like my spots um, but even yeah. like my th- my favorite thing at hometown is pastrami bacon. Ain't no pastrami bacon in Memphis. <laughs> so my, what I do is I order the things that I would not <laughs> order in Memphis because I'll tell you secret. When you go to Memphis, when you get barbecue, don't order the brisket, don't order the beef, order pork, order pulled pork, order pork ribs, don't order beef. So when I go to my spot in Astoria, which is butcher bar, I get brisket Okay, and it's like, it's not, but. It's not sort of New York, it's not kind of, because when I tell a couple of people about brisket in New York, they're like, oh, like Jewish, like like Jewish jelly, like, like brisket. No, this
0: is, right. this, yeah, shit is, boiled. this
3: is smoked <laughs> brisket. They have this thing they call meat candy, which are, but are brisket burnt-ins, and they are phenomenal. Wow. You have to order them early because that's the problem. We're late in the day, so we may not get any. Uh, but, but if we got some, they are delicious. Just like, like handfuls of like, smoky the the edges are kind of charred delicious so burnt ends
0: meat, meat candy. candy oh man i didn't know we were at dessert already but i i'm i'm very into that all right butcher, butcher bar, bar mm-hmm. it's called. on 30th avenue i like this i can almost hear the 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 booming car <laughs> stereos <laughs> go by i talked about this with lori the uh my my surprise and delight uh at at realizing that we had a drag mm. in Astoria, like an honest to goodness single street that people go to like see and be seen on from their yes. cars, which I didn't know had made it to New York. I mean, this shows my ignorance of the vastness uh, of, of the city. I, I, guess, I read but. a theory.
3: So um, when I moved to Astoria, I joined a couple of Astoria Facebook groups. Cause I was like, where do I go to eat? Where do I go, you know, get things done? Who Like, I have yet to find a place to get my hair done in Astoria. That's a story for another day. But um, but you know, but like trying to like find okay. people who will like help me figure out what I need to find in the area. And they had a theory that a lot a lot of the people who come in the cars used to live here but don't live here anymore, and they're coming back to kind of relive the time in which they lived here. Um, I don't know if that's accurate, but that is a story that I read. <laughs>
0: Is that why it's like the Greek version of American yeah. graffiti every Saturday? Yes, there's something like super retro about it. Yep. That that's a that is an excellent theory because I I live on a street with a lot of yayas, a lot of like uh, Greek grandmas yes. and stuff, and their and their grandsons are like coming back constantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, our neighbor's got a, a grandkid who just comes back and like showers and hangs out in the back deck and like flips through Instagram <laughs> and eats some of you know grandma's cooking and then goes back to wherever it is that he actually lives you know so like there's a lot of there's a, I think I think if I can wrap my head around mama's boy culture in in this neighborhood I'll understand a lot more about it all right all right so we're we're in Astoria listen <laughs> you and I are um of a certain That's age cool. oh come on we're in the we're in the in the flower of our lives but we make personal choices that we're not going to be out there until That's three a.m. So, all right. So Butcher Bar has has done us uh, extremely well with with the, the the meat candy, and now we're on to one or two last. Let's stops. do two more. So
3: one, we're going to go to District Saigon on Broadway. Okay, and they are um, another place to get a delicious cocktail. Cause they have great cocktails, but they also have amazing like. Twist on Vietnamese food—they're fresh in my mind because I had it for dinner okay. last night. Um, I got delivery, <laughs> and I remembered.
0: You are living. You are. You are actually walking your talk. I appreciate I, this. Um, this. I um, I order take. I
3: takeout or delivery. I tip really well. Um, but I hadn't. They were another one that was closed a little bit, and I. I was walking my dog yesterday morning, and I was like, "Oh, District Saigon. I should get. I should order from there because I haven't. I hadn't ordered from there since. Since the shutdown happened. Um, and the first bite I was like, man, oh, so good. Um, so they have (laughs) these chicken wings. Also drink, we're drinking and fried. Um, so, um, they have these chicken wings that they toss in like fish sauce and soy. They're sweet and salty. They serve them with taro fries and they are incredible. So good. Um, they do pho. Um, my favorite one has, um, bone marrow and, um, oxtail. Yeah. Um, and. And for drink we're going to do um the lychee daiquiris. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Don't don't simplify, <laughs> don't strip it down. Just let's just keep going. Let's layer flavors into into a a, a very expressive cocktail <laughs> crawl.
3: <laughs> and then our last place before we call it a night it has, this has to be a Saturday, though, because they only serve these on Saturday, but we got to go somewhere Greek. So I'm going to go to Ammonia Cafe and we're going to get the Lukmades, which are these like sort of fried Greek donut things for dessert.
0: I know this spot. Ammonia Cafe has has a, a classic kind of old world display situation going on, like where it just grabs you by the collar from the sidewalk with all of this like pastry and creams from the window where you're just like somehow I don't know why but I have to go in
3: (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) right so what so tell me about this this dish that we have to get
3: which are fried fritters with like honey it's like the like like Greek donuts but that's it so that's that's our day
0: the sun has gone down the 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 old Astoria nights are returning in their cars (laughs) uh, (laughs) to cruise up and down 30th Avenue. Uh, and we, uh, and, and we say farewell and we look forward to doing this, uh, in person (laughs) sometime. I like this. I feel like this, we've reached the, like the kind of psychedelic derangement phase of lockdown where I have a lot of my conversations. I like this, that they're getting very like specific. And they're like, and now we're on a (laughs) beach. (laughs) But what did we bring in the cooler? I don't know. Let's open the cooler and see what we brought.
3: <laughs> I it's hard, and like I always, I even like I forget what day it is. because um, it used to be when I would go to work, I'd be like, okay, on Monday is like the all staff meeting. On Tuesday, and I'm like, what, what? What? I don't just is it is it Friday? It's fr- Oh, it's Friday. Is it Saturday? <laughs> on Monday, my husband's like, it's Saturday. I thought, oh, you wish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's uh it's it's all a stew it, you know what it is it's all one of those scorpion bowls you like all the days <laughs> just, just kind of mixed in with the with a with a bit of clear alcohol and <laughs> and some sort of visual attraction on top and we'll just go tiffany thank you so much for sharing your perfect day in astoria i appreciate thanks
3: for it. having me
0: Lori wooliver i think you already know As she puts it, she is the retired Bourdain lieutenant, having been his co-writer in life and afterwards. She also writes features widely, publishes books, and hosts the Carb Face podcast. She has been a rock through all of these weird times since Tony died, and she is one of my most admired Queen's role models. Here's Lori. Uh, all right. First things first. What do I call uh, our, ourselves? This new uh, tribe that I've joined. Are, are we Queensers? Queen Queenians? Queenites?
2: I can't. <laughs> the listener can't see me, but I'm making a face. <laughs> um, I think. I think just people who live in Queens. I don't think we need like a uh, a cute. I don't know. I don't know if we need a cute name. And I, if there is a cute name, I. I it's not this. It's like Brooklynite, Manhattanite, kind of rolls off the tongue. Queensite just sounds like a sounds like um, a, like a lesser a rock.
0: yeah middle. yeah right. That's yeah. like geologic yeah. and not in a good way. Yeah. Whatever the fuck that means. Um, <laughs> all uh, right, no queensite. Queens. It's like bauxite. Queens resident. Queens resident. Yeah. Um, well, that also sounds terrible. Uh, <laughs> I I keep thinking of like Great. I want something like Yinzer, you know, for for Pittsburgher, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: um something that doesn't that has nothing to do with <laughs> it the, makes no sense I mean I'm sure it does uh yeah to, to the outside ear doesn't make sense but it has a, a deep meaning yeah I don't know I think I mean Queens is large Queens is diverse uh Queens is not just one place so I don't know if you can uh you know narrow it down to a single cute nickname I Mets fans?
0: Just kidding. <laughs> Don't drag them. Come on, this is an episode <laughs> I, I'm celebrating. A Mets fan. <laughs> like, I'm a Mets uh, fan. Oh wow, okay, that'll be the that'll be a, a, an episode for another time. I can tell that you are a podcast host though because you have segued so beautifully into my oh, wow. my next and uh, most amazing question, which is, mm-hmm. am I an asshole for doing an episode that's just called Queens?
2: I, I mean, no, am I an asshole am, sorry am I an asshole? How, how much it, of an what is this asshole Reddit? am I I think is a better way of putting it uh, uh no I don't I don't think so I mean you know you go all over the world right uh, with typically with with your podcast and uh you know, you can't be expected to to hit every demographic of every place that you go to, and you go to some pretty far-flung places. So, yeah, I mean, Queens is huge, and it it definitely contains multitudes, and uh, there's no sort of singular defining characteristic of Queens, despite, you know, the fact that people like to sort of stereotype Queens. But, you know, I think the same thing can be said of Manhattan, or Brooklyn, or the Bronx, and probably two less <laughs> the, the mystery burrow that 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 uh, is definitely
0: a single layer uh, thousand layer cake um, <clears throat> yeah okay but what you're saying
2: so you're not an asshole right. come on that's,
0: that's what I came here for
2: but maybe maybe you should do more than one episode uh, of, of Queen if you've got the, the time and the Quote unquote bandwidth." Um, I think you should also do a, a New York State, either an episode or a series, because, you know, we're a very small part of a very large and diverse state.
0: Can I just tell you, I have Sorry. I have a lot of family as a Dutch uh, lineaged person who's one part of my family's been here 400 years. I got upstate Dutch people who mm-hmm. me too. are delighting me because they've gone like full Black Lives Matter. Up in the Adirondacks, <laughs> which wow. uh, Good for shout them. out to the Stott's clan, keeping racial justice in mind um, up in the, the fucking Finger Lakes and stuff. Um,
2: Those are two separate. All right. <laughs> Can I just say, as, as someone that grew up in New York State, uh, the Finger Lakes and the Adirondacks are two entirely separate things. Yeah. That don't even overlook. You want
0: me to name two places I've never been in my life? (laughs) You've never been there? I've never been there. They always come down to Jersey to see us. Um, (laughs) Wherever that is, I'm real proud of them. Uh, Yeah, New York State would be amazing, especially since that is the farthest I am ever going to (laughs) fling, apparently. Okay. Given this pandemic. (laughs)
2: You should go to both the Adirondacks and the Finger Lakes, probably on separate <laughs> trips. Because I mean, it's not like you can't get to one from the other in a, in a day, but like you know, uh, it's 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 as regional and tribal and specific up there as it is in New York. So uh, you probably just pissed off all six people that are listening above. In the, trying uh, to compliment
0: my the... family, I've now made enemies yeah. for life. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Nothing exists above the Triborough Bridge. It's fine. It's all imaginary.
0: So in order to demonstrate the vastness of Queens and I guess the uh, distinctness of its neighborhoods, how, how many times have you been to my neighborhood, Astoria, in the last little bit? I mean, you're two doors down, uh, right? In Jackson Heights, essentially.
2: I mean, it's it's funny. Yeah, we're actually very close geographically. Uh, to take the subway is sort of a pain in the dick, uh, depending on where you go in Astoria. Um, from Jackson Heights, it's um, 10 minutes by car and about 45 minutes <laughs> wow. by subway. It's ridiculous. Uh, there's, you know, there's a triangle that doesn't, uh, has the wrong sized hypotenuse. I don't know. Um, but, but I was just actually in Astoria last week uh, doing an interview um, at Astoria Park. And I took a car service because I did not want to spend 45 minutes on the train. So once. Uh, I've been to Astoria once since the pandemic began. Uh,
0: I've also never been to Astoria Park. What's the deal down there? how, how is
2: It's a beautiful uh, city park that has a pool, a huge, beautiful pool that I believe is now open, although, of course, it wasn't in it at the beginning of the summer. Uh, it has this, it's under this train trestle. I think it's maybe the Hellgate Bridge, but don't quote me on that. Uh, there's this train trestle that runs over the park that the Amtrak trains run on um and it goes down to the river at certain points and it's just this big kind of sprawling park uh with lots of uh different features shaded areas and on the on one corner of the park I couldn't tell you what corner it is but there is a um Well, I'd say it's It's western. It's probably, it's either north or southwestern corner of the park. There's a beautiful restaurant called Anyanti that's uh, an old Greek restaurant uh, that's at least a couple of decades, family-run, and they're open now. They seem to be doing a good, smart uh, outdoor business, uh, distance, et cetera, et cetera, Um, and they're just great. It's very, it's very low-key, like much of Queens, it's very come-as-you-are, and uh, just fantastic uh greek food as is as there's a lot of great greek food in in Astoria as I'm sure you've already noticed and there's some like pretty mediocre greek food as well I
0: I look forward to finding out the difference <laughs> I yeah. mean I don't know I'm I'm uh we we are going full greek we're we're studying greek now uh I've met I've what? met five dudes named Pete uh who are greek okay. <laughs> since one of them is our neighbor um yeah we're studying
2: you're actually studying Greek. You're as a family. Yeah,
0: yeah. Me and my son. Yeah. I mean, this is like, uh, this is what counts as travel these days. If you mm-hmm. move to a fucking Greek mm-hmm. neighborhood, like, learn wow. Greek, eat eat that wow. Parnassos feta until you can't see straight anymore. Mm-hmm. This wow. is how I'm filling the vast and gaping hole in my soul uh, from being trapped Amazing. in a closet. so (laughs) it's real weird man i i can't tell you where it's going but uh yeah that's part of it uh we'll see but i as deep as astoria is gonna take me uh into the greek culture i will go there great because i I don't have anything else i mean i was like the Mm -hmm. poor the guy came to fix the fridge yesterday and he was like a turkman and he couldn't leave i just kept trying to you know work some stupid Russian on him I'm um, so what's the, what did the, what the kids say today I'm thirsty
2: oh wow well. <laughs> um that's great do you think he liked it or you think he was like he kept oh, trying God. to switch back to He's English <laughs> American guys
0: you could tell when they're just trying to they're like hey buddy I'm an American now right leave me alone plus <laughs> I'm trying to leave
2: right Queens, man, welcome to it. You seem like you're really embracing Queens uh, for for all it's worth. So you're you're welcome, welcome to Queens. I mean, I'm hardly an ambassador. I've only I've been in Queens for now twelve years. How long do you uh, think you men- want
0: to be living before you can call yourself an ambassador? Do you have to be multigenerational? I don't,
2: I don't know. I mean, I feel like because I was born and raised and went to school not in New York City. In I, the Finger I Lakes, right? Feel a little. No, (laughs) no. Uh, No, it's what we call central New York, uh, the Syracuse region. Uh, I, The Syracuse area, nobody ever calls it the Syracuse region, (laughs) and nobody cares. Um, I don't feel that I'll ever be entitled to call myself a New Yorker, you know, because I came here at the age of 22, maybe? 22. So... You know, and I've lived here now, and now I'm, you know, I've lived here more than half my life, but, uh, you know, everything that that informed me up until the, my early adulthood was, was not New York. So, I don't know. I love it. I don't ever want to leave New York, but I don't know that I'll ever, I think my kid can call himself a New Yorker.
0: Yeah. If not, then what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> a yinzer. <laughs> um yeah (laughs) you moved from manhattan you were you were about to say you you had been a manhattan Mm -hmm. person that was your first experience of the city um what -hmm. was that decision to move out here was it just having a kid and being like fuck it need space
2: pretty much yeah i um i'd gotten married and pregnant in kind of short order and so it was it was 12 years in manhattan and at the beginning of the pregnancy, we were like, maybe let's just stay here, people do it. We had this uh, kind of shitty, but kind of great uh, East Village apartment that was two bedrooms and it was rent stabilized. And, you know, I had been there for a long time. So it, it was, you know, extremely affordable. Uh, and then at some point in my pregnancy, I was like, oh hell no, we're not staying here. You know, it's fifth floor walk up, uh, just, you know, great. But I realized that it was going to be increasingly difficult to be a pregnant person there. And then also not a place I wanted to be, you know, humping a stroller up and down the stairs. And, you know, we had one entire bedroom that was just like our shit, you know, like we would have had to like work really hard to make it like livable for a child. And we really wanted to try and buy something. And home ownership was not a financial possibility in any part of Manhattan, given how much money we had which was not very much
0: so yeah that home ownership thing it's it's funny i was having this conversation with my kid the other day one of the greeks named pete that i met uh (laughs) who's our neighbor is a taxi driver and he owns the whole building and that's like mind-blowing that does not happen in manhattan
2: (laughs) no i mean not if you're a taxi driver pretty much unless you also own all the medallions and the
0: company it's uh so yeah so that is a thing you can like you can be a a regular person um and and have and you don't have to work in finance uh to own something okay now right digging back 12 years ago do you what were those some of those feelings about moving from manhattan
2: i think uh you know, there was some sadness for sure. I mean, it was all kind of of a piece. You know, I went from being like somebody who just did whatever the fuck I wanted all the time, to and you know, which mostly what I wanted to do was like drink and get high, uh, and sleep and eat ice cream, uh, to being somebody who was not drinking and getting high because I was mm. pregnant. Um, and that sort of you know, in that phase of my life, suddenly like. Manhattan seemed a lot less fun you know as a sober pregnant person I was like
0: oh, what's good about this <laughs> what's <place?"> that smell <laughs> you know yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, but yeah it was it was definitely sad it was the end of an era and you know there's there was for sure that part of me that was like oh you know I've I've given up or you know I haven't I didn't quite win the game you know like winning the game I guess would be, Figuring out a way to continue to live in Manhattan, yeah. you know, and I let go of that pretty quickly, um, but uh, you know, I I love Manhattan. I mean, I wish that financially it, it could have been a possibility, but it just it just isn't or wasn't, and I don't know what things are going to look like, you know, in this kind of post pandemic world. But I don't I don't see landlords and uh, and real estate developers really coming down too much with their prices, even given everything that's happened. So. You know i love manhattan i i miss it i mean i i've only been in a handful of times since the pandemic because there's you know there's there's not the draw of of restaurants and theaters and all yeah. the things um right now so and i
0: i definitely you know? understand why you always wanted to meet like midtown east even before the pandemic because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you're like yeah, i've already done yeah. some traveling to get here
2: yeah yeah i mean from where we live it's a, it's actually quite easy you know Compared to living in the East Village, it's very easy to get to Midtown now. I mean, when I lived in the East Village, everything was a pain in the ass that wasn't the East Village. You know, I took a lot more taxis just because I'm going to wait for the M21 bus, you know, for 20 minutes or or walk, you know, a mile to the F train. Like, fuck
0: that. Fuck that. I do, uh, you know, part of what you were saying, I think it's been, uh, it's been a journey to get into this i mean we're obviously very excited to be here i realized that we could only get excited after kind of deprogramming our manhattan mind which is like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm the kind of asshole that is the typical asshole who moves to new york which is that you know it's all it's just supposed to be these steps like you come here to get a great job and and to make more money and uh you know live in a, a a taller building and you know and it's kind of like this this And even if I didn't realize that that was what was ingrained in me, that is definitely the mentality that I had. And, you know, it's funny talking to people, particularly people I used to work with at Time, for example, who have one after the other mentioned different uh, assistants that worked for them who live in Queens. When I told them I was moving out here (laughs) and I could just tell that, like, you know, that is, you know, that was my spiritual home when I moved to this city. That's the mentality. It's like, Queens, didn't didn't Maria live there? I think Maria lived in Queens, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, that's a pseudonym, by the way. But, yes, they all lived in Queens. <laughs> and this was, you know, like yeah. the borough that, you know, kind of created uh, exec admins for the mm-hmm. hungry careerists of Manhattan. Um,
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. I yeah, I I think that's I have to say that I think that's changed, right? I mean I I I sense that you felt, do you feel disappointed that you've that you've sort of made the choice out of necessity or whatever to 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 leave Manhattan? Do you feel No.
0: I mean, I I I judge other people very harshly for the decisions they're making, mm-hmm. particularly in the pandemic. As, as you know, I judged, mm-hmm. I judged them in print <laughs> for leaving this city. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the move that we made is we're, we're doubling down on New York. Like I am yeah. investing in, in being able to stay here longer term and putting our kids mm-hmm. through the full experience and not not even just being part of that kind of transient um, professional class that got the fuck out of Dodge as soon as it Mm -hmm. seemed to suit them uh i'm talking Mm -hmm. to you masha guessing uh (laughs) i'm calling out new yorker writers now
2: uh and and, and hundreds and thousands of others i mean true
0: she's the only one who made a cultural argument out of it <laughs> and called me a travel well, there journalist. The, uh down. Yeah. Well there yeah. was
2: also the the New York Times person who made like a, a comic strip yeah. out of it. Like it like it was a romantic adventure uh, with the spray bottle.
0: God love them. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's Fuck 'em. Uh, so I no, I'm I am once again uh proud of myself. Um <laughs> Good. Aren't you glad? Good. All right. I'm gonna let you go but before i okay. do that um where where's the one place i need to eat in this borough i will i will go there i will ride a bike i will take an ice cream truck i will get there
2: okay can i give you a couple places cuz i can't just near i'll give you
0: two. yeah yeah two? let's do it
2: okay uh the first one is it's not like a secret at all it was reviewed in the new york times and uh got two stars only it's a taco truck on uh the corner of 78th street and roosevelt avenue and it's called Biria landia tacos all right and they are um, uh tijuana style beef
0: tacos. i'm gonna have to reset you because uh, i already had that <laughs> okay <laughs> which means right. we're on the right track it's so good right so fucking good. okay
2: uh it's worth a it's a worth a return visit. Um there is a Malaysian restaurant in Elmhurst on it's Broadway around like I don't know, eighty third street maybe, called Taste Good Malaysian.
0: Okay. And uh they
2: they do two they do a lot of great stuff, but I always get one of two of their uh laksas, which are just outstanding and it's um I don't know what they're doing. I haven't checked them out during the pandemic. I assume they're doing takeout and delivery. Um, but I, when I go there, I always would sit down. Um, taste Good Malaysian. Awesome.
0: Have not been there. Uh, we'll definitely do that.
2: Okay. And then can I give you some Yeah, clarity? let's get a replacement Ding, there. Got dinged on one. Uh, the other one is uh, my neighborhood favorite restaurant called The Queensborough. Um, it is not the sort of like uh, world, well, it is sort of the world cuisine that you think, think about when you think about Queens. Uh, it's called the Queensboro. Uh, my friend Tony Liu is the chef there. Uh, he is an alum of Danielle and uh, the Keith McNally Empire and August Restaurant. And um, he runs a place that if you want your your burger, your salad, your pasta, your steak, he's got all that. But they also always have some other really interesting stuff on the menu. Um, he'll he used to work for Floyd Cardos, oh, and there'll shit. be some interesting Indian dishes every once in a while. Um, he just had one of his staff teach him uh biryani. Uh, he'll do ceviche. He's um, it's just great. It's it's the kind of place that Jackson Heights sort of didn't have, which is um, you know, uh, I don't know. I, want to say, I don't want to say Manhattan style, but Manhattan influence, you know, a chef who, who had spent a lot of time in Manhattan. And so, you know, fancy wines and beers of, of uh, weird origin and, uh, you know, a comfortable dining room. Some like and,
0: aspirational uh, dining. Yeah, but
2: the, but, it's, but it's put through the layer, put through the filter of Queens, which to me is very come as you are. Um, sort of stripped of whatever irritating pretense um, might, might you know, define a Manhattan dining experience. Or a
0: Manhattanite. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> when I go to Manhattan now, or when I go to Manhattan in normal times, I'm always like, oh, this is like Paris. <laughs> like, it's it seems so impossibly, like, glamorous, and, you know, everyone seems, like, extremely... Uh, fashionable and you know flawless in a way that I love to witness. But also, I feel much more at home and comfortable in Queens, where it's much more come as you are. Here's
0: to that. All right, let's get it. Thank you, Lori Thank you for this introduction and for a little cheat sheet on the eats. I will uh, endeavor to be less like a Manhattanite every week that passes here.
2: Yes, yes, Pete. Change
0: your name. <laughs> I mean, literally, they're all fucking named Pete here. All right, Pete. The trip from Roads and Kingdoms is hosted by me, Nathan Thornburg. Theme music by Dan the Automator. Show artwork by Adele Rodriguez. Executive producers are me and Matt Goulding, also of Roads and Kingdoms. As a reminder, these episodes are now free and available on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Special thanks to Mandira Guy and Matt Shapiro of The Street Bender Project for help on this episode and always, always for their vital advocacy for street cart gods and goddesses of New York City. Many thanks as well to Brendan Kerner, a writer and friend whose frequent invites to neighborhood bars in Queens over the years hooked me on this borough just like he knew they would. He led a horse to water, as they say, and made him drink. Next episode is August 24th. Market We will meet you there.